Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Look, real estate sales professionals, be sure to listen to today's show. 100% you're not going to want to miss. My guest today is Barry Karch. He has always uh, considered himself an unlikely realtor. He's quiet, introverted, unsalesy. Not your prototypical formula for success. Yet, Barry has been selling real estate for 36 years, selling as many as 100 homes per year. He has come to realize that being an introvert in real estate gives him many advantages over his more extroverted colleagues. He has created a podcast called The Real Estate Unsalesperson to encourage and inspire his fellow introverted realtors. And he has just launched the Unsalesperson community. You can find the link in the show notes below. His mission is to teach introverts that they have what it takes to succeed in sales. Barry, welcome to the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Thank you, Anthony. I'm excited to be here. I love your show. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's an honor to have you here. Barry, let's just, let's just talk about the elephant in the room today. 36 years in real estate. And, and I say this, the average turnover rate for sales professionals in, in any industry is really short. I And I'm not going to speak, I'm not going to speak in absolutes because I don't know the number, but my hypothesis is that the real estate sales professionals, there's a, there's a high turnover there as well. And I look at it and just from my experience, when I came out into business and market, it was early 2000s. Everybody I knew was a real estate professional. 2008 hit. I lost a lot of buddies that were no longer real estate. So they moved to different things. Barry, you have weathered some storms in real estate. You did the 2008 crash. I, I Based on this, based on 36 years from today, you dealt with the dot-com bubble busting. I mean, there was so many different things that happened. What's the like the secret success here for longevity in the career in real estate? Yeah, you're you're right, Anthony. I've been through a lot over my career. Um, the secret to success is to be adaptable and always grow. You you can't be stagnant. What worked 36 years ago doesn't work now for the most part. You have to keep growing with the times and learning new methods to generate clients. But um, for your your stats about failure in real estate about 90% of the realtors are out of the business within two years. So it does have a high failure rate. I think people think they can just show up and they get this impression in their mind they can make a lot of money uh, without any work. You can make really good money in real estate, and a lot of people do, but it takes a lot of work. It, it's it's not just uh, all fun and games. So I, don't, I, just, I just don't find a listing, put it up, and, and hope for the best. It's not, not going to work. Generally not. I will say the market in the last two years has been very crazy, and it, it, most homes have sold in a day or two in my market. So it has been a little bit different in the last couple of years, but for the most part, 
it does take work. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, right, the, the, the key to longevity is the adaptability and to always grow. Uh, which which I think is universally applicable, right? In, in any industry, and, and I didn't realize I just wrote that down. Ninety percent turnover within two years. That 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 I could see that because you know you 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 live commission only, right? You, Correct. You, eat what you kill, right? There's no mm-hmm. there's no real estate agent salary. Like, hey guys, good job. Like you you eat what you kill. Uh, in that model of how do you weather those storms, right? Because 36 years, I mean, let's let's be honest, right? It hasn't been all peaches and roses. There's been some challenging times. So what, like, how do you mentally, professionally weather some of these challenging times, right? I mean, when it's fun, it's fun. But when it's not fun, it's it, being commissioned only can be pretty brutal. It can be. You have to keep plugging forward and keep a positive attitude. Luckily, real estate, and I work in residential so houses is something that almost everybody wants. It's a product people want. No matter what's going on in the market, what's going on in the world, there's always people getting married. There's always people getting divorced. There's always people getting a promotion, people getting laid off, all kinds of things happening. So there's always a demand for real estate. So it's one of those products that, um, although, yes, there are ups and downs, there's always people in the market for real estate. So um, that's been, uh, that's been a, a saving grace for it, I think. Hmm. Okay. I, I do think you, you have a product that is always going to be of a need and want, and there's always going to be, uh, there's always going to be a market for what you do. Speaking of the market of what you do, right? You, 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 we said it in the bio, we talked about, you don't have that prototype quote unquote, that, that sales modality, right? There's, 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 there's something to be said where, uh, people say, I'm not cut out for, uh, a career in sales. I'm not cut out for a career in real estate, right? I don't have that gift of gab. I'm not an extroverted person. And and I got to be honest with you, when when the emails came in for, for you to be on catapulting commissions, and 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 I loved it. I, I did my research on you, and I talked with, with Tara, my assistant, and we talked about, you know, an introverted. I love it because I truly believe that salespeople come in all shapes, sizes, personalities. And so let me let me elaborate on this. You are a self-proclaimed introvert. Is that correct? That is true. Okay. And this is just isn't professional. This is personal. This is who you are at the core. That's who I am. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. And Barry, I, w- I will tell you this. There is, there is this stigma that says extroverts are the best salespeople. Mm-hmm. I, I would 100% disagree. And, and I myself say that, and I'm an extroverted person. Like I'm, I'm really extroverted, but at my core, I like to be like, it's certain, I'm, I guess I'm adaptable because there's times where I really enjoy being introverted, but, but most people would say I'm an extroverted person, easygoing, get, I, I love to be the, just moving all million miles. But in sales contests over my career, I've had some introverted salespeople who I've competed with that just kicked my butt. So why do introverts make great salespeople? You know what? Um, I, introverts have many advantages and I've come to find that the majority of the top realtors, and it may apply to other fields too, are introverts, which is not what you would expect. Now, why, why you ask, do introverts make great salespeople? Well, a lot of reasons. We have a lot of advantages. You would think from the outside that the extroverted person would have it made and have a big advantage. And, and extroverts are great at sales too. I'm not saying just introverts, but introverts do have some unique advantages. And number one, I think a lot of people, when they contact a realtor or maybe another sales professional, are a little bit apprehensive they're going to get somebody that's going to be real pushy, real aggressive, trying to talk them into 
buying immediately or, or push them into a sale that they are not ready for. Whereas being an introvert, being a little bit on the quieter side, not being pushy, people, uh, after they get to know me, they relax. They get comfortable around me. They open up. They're not afraid to tell me what they like, what they don't like. And we are able to build a great relationship. I, I think introverts are very good at building that one-on-one connection, which is what sales takes. So we're good at connecting with a person right in front of us, making them feel comfortable. And we kind of transition from becoming a salesperson to their trusted advisor. We take more of an advisor role in the transaction. And they realize we're working for them, trying to help them, not push them into a quick sale, but looking out for their best interest and caring that they get what they want. So those are just some of the advantages that I found. You know, it's it's something to be said about I've I like where you're going with that. You know, when when I think of the introverts that I know that are really successful, they listen better mm-hmm. than the extroverts. Just mm-hmm. by and I, I I hate saying that as I said, I'm a self person who I believe I'm extroverted at my core. I have I have found myself where, you know, I remember going into big deals where I was negotiating, you know, big seven and eight figure contracts. And in my notes, right? Everyone has their little notepad. I have my notes. On the top, I would write to myself, listen. It was a note to myself yeah. just to listen, right? Because right. it, it's really easy to get into the gift of gab and just blah, 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 start talking but without listening. Introverts just have this natural ability to listen. And, and, and you mentioned they go from a salesperson to a trusted advisor. Does that happen? Like, what is the time span for that to happen, specifically in, in your industry, right, which is really competitive, right? And, and you may have, and I don't know if this happens, but I mean, you may have clients that sometimes have unrealistic expectations. Like let's just let's just be honest. I, I mm-hmm, look at mm-hmm. I look at the colleagues I know. Fun fact: my mom's a real estate agent. Oh really? Wow. She yeah. She it's it's second career. She retired from a state job of service. She just celebrated her third year in, in business. It's like her retired job, and she's making more money than she ever did in her state job, which I love. Wow, and I'm happy great. for her. Um, but what does that transition period look like? I mean, you meet, you get connected, you get a lead. However, it comes. Where does that? Where does that? take place like where do you know i've become this person's advisor friend colleague and not just their real estate agent or the realtor well it takes a little bit of time sometimes on our first meeting with let's just say they're a home buyer sometimes on the first time i meet with them we talk for a while i get to know them um and then they realize i'm not aggressive or trying to push them into something or sometimes it might be uh two or three outings trips going out looking at houses and uh, they, they realize that I'm just trying to help them. I'm trying to help them find the best home for their needs. And again, not try to push them or sell them on any particular house that they don't want. So I think it just, it, it takes, depends on the client, uh, one or two times out with them generally. And then they start to feel comfortable. Okay. Okay. I like that. I think it's, uh, you know, your, your relationship building. It's just, it's, it's a skill. It's 100% that mm-hmm. skill you just described to me. You're building relationships is in, in your experience, right? Is there a certain mold that is required to be successful as a real estate agent? I mean, is there like the, is there an ideal model or ideal person? I mean, you know, who is successful in real estate? Yeah. Good question, Anthony, but um, absolutely not. You know, when I've looked around in my market at the top realtors out there, there's all different personality types, all different types of people. I mean, across the whole spectrum of personalities, across the whole spectrum of ages from young to older, um, 
really anyone can be successful. You don't have to try to fit a mold. You just have to be yourself and you will attract the people who like you and appreciate you for who you are. One of the tough lessons I've learned in my career is you're not going to be right for everybody. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it hurts when you start out with somebody and then they end up going uh, with another realtor and don't choose to work with you. It's, it's a hard lesson to, to handle, but you're not going to be right for everybody. Like a, a real silly example I can give you is I've gone on a listing appointment before um, when someone was thinking about selling their house and I ended up not getting the listing and come to find out they just, they chose someone else because they decided they wanted to list their home with a woman. Not much I can do about that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the right realtor for them. <laughs> so, I mean, it could be that or it could be any other, any other reason out there. I'm just giving you a silly example, but, um, you're not always going to be right for them, but there are going to be enough people out there that you will be right for if you are yourself and, uh, It'll, it'll you'll you'll be happiest and it'll work out the best for you and your clients both. Yeah, I, I think I think acknowledging that in advance, right, is really really going to help set your own personal expectations. You're not the right fit for everybody. It goes it goes to something that I teach the salespeople I work with. Like there's objections and there's conditions, right? In the mm -hmm. scenario you just explained to me, an objection would be. Barry, I think your pricing that you want to list this is a little too high. It's not what the market trends are. Whatever, it's an objection. Barry, I'm sure you can handle it. Condition, Barry, I want to list my home with a woman. Yeah, can't help you. Like I just, I just <laughs> yeah. so yeah. They, I think we acknowledge the salespeople, catapult the commissions family. You look at it and you say, what are the objections I'm facing in life? What are the conditions I'm facing in life? Barry just shared an example. I look at that example in the businesses that that some of you have reached out and do, and and I know you know I have people who work in in bookkeeping and accounting purposes, and you know a condition that was re reached out to me is I'm trying to earn the business. The owner has a sister who's an accountant. Mm -hmm. Got to be honest, with you, that's a condition. Like that's not yep. an objection. You no matter no matter what your bells and whistles look like, there is. 40 years of familial history here that you're not going to be able to penetrate unless a mistake happens. So the best thing is let them know who you are and then just move forward. Like you, mm -hmm. you're not going to win that. So, uh, you know, speaking of, of like this moving forward and, and the sales, and I don't want to get too much into sales training, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Barry, the real estate industry as a whole. And, and I, I, fun fact, you, you are the second real estate agent I've had on the show. I think we're 130 episodes in. So I haven't had tons of real estate agents on the show. So you'll be the first person I'm going to ask this question to. What is the real estate sales training methodology or modalities out there? And, and I share that with you because I see tons of sales trainers for general sales training. And as I mentioned, my mom's a real estate agent uh, three years. So mm -hmm. she's come to me with every book, pamphlet, brochure, email template, certain, I won't even say the names because I don't know them that are teaching all these methodologies on how to drive business. Is there a real estate sales training methodology that you follow? Is there one that you believe in? Is there one that you like? Or is this something you've created on your own? Like how, what does that look like to be successful? Sure. There, there is, there's, there is someone I follow. Uh, let me start at the beginning, then I'll, I'll get there quickly. Yeah, but uh, when I started in the business, I don't know for your mother's experience, but when I started, there were sales trainers that had all these scripts and dialogues we were supposed to memorize. If the client says this, here's your response, or here's what you say to this objection. And so we had all these scripts. And for me, at least, it sounded so unnatural. I, I, I was giving them, I was supposed to memorize them, and it just didn't sound like anything that would come out of my mouth. So 
I decided early on, I wasn't going to do that. I was just going to be myself. I'm going to be who I am and just try to be helpful and friendly. And um, hopefully that will work. And, and fortunately it did. But um, over the years, I came, uh, um, I came to be aware of a real estate sales trainer who I, I really, really like. And his name is Brian Buffini. And he teaches a relational sales technique. It's more about your sphere of influence, your past clients, people you know, and asking for referrals from them. So um, th I've, I've followed his methodology for years. And just to give you some examples, um, one thing that he preaches are what he calls pop buys, P-O-P, -P, pop, pop buys, which would be going to someone's house, popping by, and dropping off a gift, a little gift. And that's something I've done for decades now, a couple, a couple of decades at least. Um, when usually when uh, you close on a sale, when you close on your house and you you buy it, the statistics show that most people don't remember the name of their realtor or even the company they worked for six months later. They're, they they forgot them who they were. So I have stayed in consistent touch with all my clients for years and years and years after the sale with these pop buys. So what I do is I'll go by their house and ring the bell and hopefully they're home. If not, I drop off a little gift and leave it at their door. And I might text a picture of myself um, at their door, leaving a gift for them and say, you know, be sure to check outside your front door when you come home. I've left you a little gift. And my favorite one to do are Girl Scout cookies. You know what? Uh, Girl Scout cookies cost four bucks a box. And I don't know anything else that you can give someone for $4 that they love so much. If you found, if we, when you got home, you found Girl Scout cookies in your front door, you'd probably love it. You know, right? So Absolutely. yeah, everybody, everybody pretty much would love getting some Girl Scout cookies left for them. So four bucks a box, you can't go wrong. It's very inexpensive marketing. It makes everybody happy and it keeps your name in front of them. And all you simply do is ask them, do you know anybody else looking to buy or sell a home? I'm not trying to get business necessarily from them. I'm just saying, who else do you might know that might want to buy or sell a home? So I'll, I'll drop it off to people year after year after year. And before long, and by the way, I'll follow up with phone calls too and say, hey, just want to make sure you got the girls got cookies left at your front door. You know, how are things going? And oh, by the way, do you know anybody else looking to buy or sell a home? And so after years of doing this, they just get conditioned to send referrals. So after a while, that's where all the business comes from is the repeat and referral business, all based on the cookies. And that's all it takes. I, I love it. I, one, so simple, yet so profound. Um, you know, I, I love the cookie methodology. I, uh, when I was in B2B and I was, I was calling on business owners and my referral sources, I used to drop off gourmet cupcakes. Mm. Same, same concept. I would, Ooh, I would like that. Baker. Yeah. There was a you can come by my house. Yeah, <laughs> you, get a, you get a gourmet cupcake for $3 and 50 cents. And I would go and I'm like, okay, I need 10 gourmet cupcakes. I need them. And then they did this. I would always leave a little tip, but they would put them in this little, I need them in individual containers. I need a bow tie wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was like, oh, for like 45 bucks, I get out with 10. I'm like, boom, I'm going to go visit my referral sources. I walk in. Hey, with all honesty, I'm not even here to ask you business. I just had this amazing gourmet cupcake. Want you to try it. And that, that was it. And, you know, you have the conversation. It always led to repeat business. So I like that. But I love where you're saying with the, the sales training methodology. And it's, it's funny, right? I don't know Brian Buffini. I don't. I, sh I should probably try to outreach to get him on the show. My, my mom follows Brian Buffini. 
So like it's that's she had shared several people and and mm. um that you know and she has been most aligned and has has gone through the trainings with with uh with with his philosophies. Um, so I'm familiar with that. But I love what you said in the beginning. Right in the beginning of your your career was follow this script, follow this email, you'll be successful. Right. Right. And and the truth that that I have found, regardless of the industry, the scripts, you know. They're, they're a guideline. They're, hey, this is what you say. The script isn't the answer. Like no matter no matter what anyone shares with you, the script isn't the key to success. It's the delivery. It's the personality. It's the authenticity that is the success. Mm-hmm. You mentioned right. You you talked about you know the pop method of of dropping off that that Brian that that you learned from Brian Buffini which I think is, is a great method, but hearing your authenticity live right now on the recording about the Girl Scout cookies, that you can't beat. And I look at it and say, okay, being authentically yourself, like I, I love that. I would rather work with someone who's authentically themselves every day of the week than someone who is, because as a consumer, I can tell when someone's remembering a script. I can tell when someone's reciting the script. Right. It's just, it's not as authentic. I'm, it's, uh, it is the, it is the big debate I have with my fellow sales trainers in this industry. Some love scripts. I've yet to put a script out, even though I've been asked because I'm like, Mm. I don't, guys, I don't, I have, you know, even on my own sales calls, do I have a script? I have bullet points. Like, don't forget this, check this box, check this box. Mm -hmm. I don't have Barry says this, Anthony responds this. It just doesn't, doesn't work. Right. I lose the authenticity in that. So, so I love that. Uh, You know, Barry, I want to ask you something here, and, and it, may, it may be a little personal, but how many times, if any, in your 36 years, did you contemplate quitting because things were difficult? That's a good question. Um, let me see how I can answer that. I've always done fairly well. I've never had terrible years. Some have been better than others, um, but... How many times have I considered quitting? I've looked for other things a few times. I would say two, three times throughout my career just for a change. Um, So real estate is very demanding, as I guess any sales profession is. And um, I would say two or three times I was considering or or looking into something else, but I ended up sticking with real estate. but um, I've never had really terrible years, fortunately. Uh, even in the tough times of like 08, actually it was pretty good for me. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the, in that time, uh, Obama was president and he came out with an um, incentive to buy a home to spur the economy. He gave a $7,000 tax credit to people. They would get $7,000 cash back if they bought a home. And so that was a big plus, and I, I ran with that during those times. So um, I've fortunately always been able to make ends meet and done fairly well, but um, I guess I'm giving you a, a long answer here. Mm-hmm. But it may have been two or three times I was trying to see what else could I do because I'm, I'm kind of you know not sure if I want to do this anymore. You know, and, and the purpose of me asking that, Barry, is there's people listening to this right now that contemplate that question all the time. Whether it's mm-hmm. real estate, whether it's tech sales, whether it's entrepreneurship, right? We, that that should I continue? Should I quit? Is there something more for me out there? Like we we've all experienced it. I myself too. 
numerous times throughout my professional career in, in, in wherever I have been. I'm like, ah, is this the right fit for me? Uh, you know, catapulted commissions itself is three years in its infancy going on year three. Let me rephrase that. I have, you know, there's numerous times where I'm like, man, this is, this is tough. Should I push through? Should I persevere? You know, I'm not getting the downloads. I like, or I'm not picking up the clients. I want you, 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 you the, I guess where I'm going with this catapult commissions family is you're not alone, right? And you have somebody Barry who's been successful for 36 years in his respected industry. And he just shared with you, Hey, there's times where I've contemplated this isn't the right fit. So if that's you, that's okay. It's completely normal. Persevering and going through it is really, it's one, the reason you listen to this show, but two, it's what really separates that longevity from, Hey, it was just a phase. It was just a phase in my life. So I, I thank you for sharing that with me, Barry. Um, when you have those times of contemplating leaving, what was the motivating factor to say, hey, I'm going to stay with this? I guess I've really, I've enjoyed helping the people, the one-on-one connection with the people, helping people, the excitement of seeing people get their first home. I, I love working with first-time buyers. Um, plus, I've got the knowledge from doing this for a long time, and it's kind of hard to consider starting from scratch and learning a new field, although it'd be exciting also at the same time, but I just get the familiarity with it and the enjoyment of helping the clients um, see their, seeing their excitement. Okay. Maybe yeah. stay with I, it. Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, at the end of the day, right, everything we do is to help people in a certain framework or capacity and you find the value in it. And if you're good at it, yeah, it pushes you through it. I, I, I completely agree. There's, uh, you know, when catapulting missions, my first episode launched, it had seven downloads. I think six were me, one was my mom. And so, <laughs> you know, it was it was it was frustrating, right? But you know, we're going on like I said, we're we're just about to launch in year three, hundred and some, I think 120, 130 episodes. I can't remember the exact number. Uh, but the messages that come in from it, I'm like, oh, there's there is an audience. There are people who are helping, there are people who are listening. And it, it, it makes it worthwhile, doesn't it? It makes it feel like it's all worthwhile when you get that. Oh my goodness. Every the, the simplest messages have the most value for me. So I and and you know, catapulting commissions family. I may not respond to every message in depth. I do hard it. I do like it. I do try to reply, but I do read everyone. So, um, yeah, if you if I've missed a message, it's because it's been filtered. So resend it to me. And, and, you know, we have, you know, through Instagram or LinkedIn, there's things that get filtered. So I apologize for that. But let's uh, let's come back here, Barry. So in in what you do right now within your business, right, how often are you training or hiring and bringing in new real estate professionals? In my personal business, I, I have a, a company in El Paso, Texas called the Real Estate Powerhouses, and I have about 25 realtors, but I don't hire any brand new realtors simply because we're kind of a, a unique company in that we became we were a virtual company before virtual was cool, really. Mm-hmm. We, we were virtual like 10 years ago, and so we don't offer the training that a new person would need. They'd be better off going with a bigger company that has a dedicated staff to train. We're, we're more suited for the experienced top producing realtor. So that's kind of where we, who would fit in better with us. So um, we don't, I, I don't take the new people. Okay. So let's, let's uh, so you don't take the new people. Let's just say there's somebody new who's listening right now. If you give this person their advice to be successful in their first five years in real estate, what are some of the things they should do? What are some of the mistakes they should avoid? Okay. Things that you should do are, are things that I should have, I can speak now looking back, things I should have done when I started. Number one, I highly recommend getting a coach if there's a coach available in your industry. Um, 
for me, I connected with Brian Buffini, as I mentioned earlier, but that was after I was in the business for probably 10, 15 years. I think a coach can speed along the learning, you along the learning curve much quicker, point you in the right direction and, and really get you going a lot better. So I highly recommend looking into a coach. And number two, to help, um, help you get through the tough times, I also recommend that you put away at least 10% of your commissions every month and save it so that you, it's easy when you have a nice big sale to th it feel like you won the lottery and go crazy and spend all the money and live it up. But then there's always tough times that come down the road too. Things change. So I recommend that you put away at least 10% of your money to get you through the valleys. And so you don't become too desperate because when you become desperate to make a sale, then things are not going to go well for you at all. So those would be two things that I would highly recommend. And just learn your craft and get good training wherever you go. Get good training and uh, master your craft. Those are the best things you can do to start out. Yeah, I think going out into anything without a coach in your corner is nerve-wracking. Like you, you, you want that objectivity that's provided, right? And sometimes you know, you know, hiring a coach is, is an investment. And mm -hmm. if you can't hire a coach, then you have to find a mentor and someone who's willing to mentor you for free. I mean, there, there's value in in having that. Um, and then saving, you know, that the the ten percent commission, you're 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 lenient, Barry. I mean, I <laughs> I tell people to save a lot more. I'm like, hey, man, you need to save 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 and save. I'll say it over again because you said the peaks and valleys. It is is not a question of if, regardless mm -hmm. of the industry. It's a question of when. Every salesperson, every sales professional, every sales entrepreneur is going to go through a peak and valley in their business. I you know I don't have analytical data or statistical data to support this, but I hypothesize that. Those that stay in business longer typically have more saved because they can weather that tough valley. And it, it happens to everybody. And Catapult Commission's family, you've heard me share the story. You know, on my very first business that I closed down, I, I closed it. I was 26 years old when I closed my business. And I closed it because I was unable to manage money and I didn't have the money saved to get through the valleys of being an entrepreneur and running a business. And I remember not being able to pay payroll my rent, my car payment, all of it. I was like, somebody's not going to get paid this month. And it was the worst feeling of life. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't that I didn't make the money. I just didn't, I didn't manage the money. So that's, I love where you're going with that. You know, in, in your career of what you've done, you mentioned that pop methodology is, you know, consistently being asking for referrals. Is there anything else you do that helps you generate consistent, repeatable, referable business i mean you know and correct me, unless you're still pounding doors barry which i may you may or may not be but how are you generating this business on a consistent level staying in touch staying in consistent touch with the past clients um it's through the pop buys through phone calls i'll pick up the phone and check in with them once in a while and also i'll write them a personal note how often do you ever get a handwritten letter in the mail i bet mm. almost never right your mail is usually just junk mail or bills. So if you get a handwritten card in the mail, it's going to be the first thing you look at. So I'll do that. Um, I do send out uh, emails once a month also on something going on in the real estate field. So really, it's, it's nothing fancy, just staying in consistent touch with your, your sphere, your past clients, people you know. And it grows and grows and grows over time. And it gets to the point right now where I get several context every week of people that want to buy or sell a home without me having to put forth much effort to it. So it just consistently grows over time and 
And that's where the business comes from. I love it. Out of sight, out of mind, insight in mind. And Barry is is not only applying it, but he's living it, right? So catapult to commissions family, just whatever your business is, right? Where Barry's in real estate, but if your business is in business to business sales, if it's in medical sales, if it's software sales, if you're a sales entrepreneur yourself and you have a small, you know, business that, you know, does catering, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. If you're in sight, you're in mind. And, you know, I, I love what you shared there, Barry, is you're giving like an authentic outreach, right? You're genuinely reaching out to somebody. And it's it's a two-way relationship. And salespeople often make the mistake of having a one-way relationship, always coming and asking for something, right? Can, mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if my relationship with you is me always asking you for something, eventually that relationship's gonna end. Let me give you something. Let me give you something of value. Let me just let me just check in. So I love that direction that you're going in. Speaking speaking of your of your sales uh success and methodologies and, and what you follow, you have a community, the unsalesperson community, which is completely i mean it's the first community of its kind i've ever heard so tell me about it yeah it's a little bit different um i always thought i was as you mentioned in the beginning i was kind of unlikely person to be in real estate sales or any kind of sales field in general just being quieter and introvert but i found out there's a lot of people just like me that are very successful or can be successful in real estate so i wanted to encourage them that they can do it and maybe all the mass market advice doesn't fit them exactly. Maybe not things they're comfortable doing, but there's other ways to to be successful. So I created the podcast, first of all, for that very purpose, to encourage and inspire unsalesy people or introverts. It's called the Real Estate Unsalesperson Podcast. And then the unsalesperson community is just the next step of where people can connect and share ideas and get motivation, inspiration on how to be successful in an unsalesy manner or for specifically for introverts. Mm, I love that. And you will find that link in the show note, the real estate unsales person podcast, highly recommend catapult Commission's family. Go add that to your list. Jump in. There's two episodes a week. Barry does a phenomenal job. And if you find yourself in that position where you say, Hey, I may not be the extroverted quote unquote prototype salesperson. You are not alone. Like 100%, the level, the amount of success for people that don't fit the prototype models is tenfold. If you look at the prototype NFL quarterback, then you look at the unprototype NFL quarterback, they both are equally successful in their own right. You play to your skill set. So uh, being an extrovert or introverted person isn't a success or a death wish either way. It's truly, in, in my opinion, is just being the authentic person to yourself. So, uh, Barry, as we wrap up here, you know, we're, we're going into the show is going to be released here in 2022. We're recording it right here at the at the turn of the start of the new year. Do you have any big like what not do you have any? That's a bad question. What is your business goals that you're comfortable sharing with us for 2022? Well, my goals are to, I, I manage a company of about 25 realtors and my goals now are to support my realtors and do whatever I can to help them achieve great success and be successful. I'm, I'm transitioning more to a support role than being out in the field so much now, just starting this year. But my goal is now is to support and help everybody achieve success and be there for them. I love it. I mean, I think that the more people you help, right, the you know, it goes into the old, the old saying, right? If to get 
a level of success I want to help enough people get the level of success they want and you're taking mm-hmm. that running with it and, and as your company is going uh, Barry how does the Catapulta Commissions family get connected with you what's the social media tags website tags we already mentioned that the the uh, real estate unsales person podcast you'll find that link in the show notes but is there any other place that the Catapulta Commissions family can find you at the podcast is probably the best place uh, they can also find me on Instagram uh, under the real estate unsalesperson. okay you guys, Barry Catch, the real estate unsalesperson, uh, the real estate unsalesperson.com. You will find all the links to get to Barry in the show notes below. Catapult to Commissions family, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment. Barry, thank you for joining the show. I wish you nothing but abundant success. Catapult to Commissions family, I will see you next week. Catapulting Commission's family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commission's podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commission's, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.